WSJM News Now. Team coverage from the WSJM Newsroom on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. WSJM News is brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. Download your free local news app today at the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Dave Wolf. Benton Harbor City Commissioners have moved forward with a plan that could lead to the cleanup and restoration of Ox Creek. At a Monday meeting, they approved a $75,000 allocation from the Brownfield Authority for a study and development plan to be drafted with the help of the University of Michigan. Mayor Marks Mohammed said there could be additional developments to come from a cleanup of Ox Creek. If you go down underneath the bridge right on brick where they clean all that brush out and you can have murals and seating and walkway and all the way down by the Empire Bridge. Mohammed said he spoke with representatives from the offices of Congressman Fred Upton and Senator Gary Peters, as well as state officials, who have indicated they'll allocate additional funds for a cleanup once a study is done. He said the city commission's move on Monday showed local initiative to start the process. Leaders at agencies working to combat unemployment are seeing signs that the Southwest Michigan is heading back to work. Al Pashoka, the former state budget director who now analyzes labor numbers for Conexus, reported that 2,700 people joined the Tri-County labor market in May, with 1,700 in Berrien County alone. This has been the largest gain in the size of the labor market since the pandemic started. So that is really, really good news. In total, there are now 130,000 people in the labor force between Berrien, Cass, and Van Buren counties combined. However, Pashoka said the area is still down 3,800 people from where it was at the start of the pandemic, and it continues to have demographic and macroeconomic challenges such as higher interest rates and inflation. The U.S. House voted in favor of a bill to protect same-sex marriage rights across the country on Tuesday, and Congressman Frapton was among the Republicans to vote yes. The Respect for Marriage Act states a marriage is considered valid under federal law if it was legal in the state where it was performed. Upton tells us the bill was thought necessary due to remarks members of the Supreme Court made after abolishing abortion rights. Of course, the Supreme Court ruled in 2015 that gay marriage was okay. It's called the Defense of Marriage Act, and that changed the laws of where a number of states had. But there's a fear that, in fact, it may be readdressed by the Supreme Court, even though gay marriages have been permitted under their own ruling back seven years ago. Upton said he was expecting the Respect for Marriage Act to pass the House with all Democrats and a significant number of Republicans. He doesn't know if the legislation will be approved in the Senate. The bill prohibits discrimination against marriages on the basis of sex, race, ethnicity, or national origin in any state if they were performed in a state where they're legal. Another House bill to protect contraception rights is expected this week. Governor Gretchen Wimmer has signed legislation authorizing $45.6 million in Michigan Natural Resources Trust Fund grants for recreation projects around the state. And Berrien County stands to benefit. Among the grants approved by Whitmer on Tuesday is $4.7 million for the Michigan DNR to acquire 839 acres for a new state game area near Berrien Springs. The DNR says the property has about one mile of frontage along the St. Joseph River and diverse upland forest habitats, open fields, and wetland areas. It'll be used for hunting, fishing, and hiking. The land is being bought from Andrews University by the DNR. Also approved on Tuesday was a $50,000 grant for the city of Bridgman for a playground renovation at Toth Park. Niles was awarded $232,000 to develop a boat launch at Niles Dam Park. $124,000 was approved for Niles Township to develop a trailhead at Ontario Street for the Indiana-Michigan River Valley Trail. Finally, $50,000 was approved for St. Joseph Township for a tennis court renovation at Corundi Park. And another $50,000 for St. Joseph Township for the Kedzie Kids Park playground renovation. 
No one is hurt after a driver ignored signs saying road closed to drive into a construction zone in Van Buren County on Monday. Van Buren County Road Commission Operations Director Greg Brooks tells us crews were working along County Road 388 east of South Haven in the early afternoon when it happened. We're right in the middle of our chip seal season, and the crews are working up there. Signs set up several miles in advance, including road closed barricades, and had a driver go around them, run completely over a barricade, and bounce off another piece of equipment. And nearly struck a flagger. Not good. Brooks says the flagger was shaken, but not hurt. Do things like this happen often? Unfortunately, yes. It does happen. People are in a hurry to go nowhere. Brooks says he doesn't quite know why the driver of the pickup drove into the work zone. The Van Buren County Sheriff's Department was called to the scene, and he says they dealt with them. We've reached out to the Sheriff's Department to find out more. A 78-year-old Illinois woman is lucky to be alive Tuesday after reportedly suffering a medical emergency while in Lake Michigan. The Elegant County Sheriff's Office reported that about 4.44 p.m. on Tuesday, they received reports of a possible drowning in the waters off of Oval Beach in Saugatuck. By the time emergency services were contacted, Good Samaritans on the beach had already pulled the victim from the water and started administrating CPR. Witnesses stated that the victim was on a paddleboard or kayak when she suffered a medical emergency and fell into the water. They told authorities that the victim was underwater for over a minute before she was rescued and pulled to the shore. EMTs arrived on scene and were able to get a pulse on the woman. The marijuana dispensary owned by former NBA player and Benton Harbor native Wilson Chandler is open for business. Nobody's Home, located on Main Street, downtown Benton Harbor, just finished hanging the now-open sign on Monday after years of planning. Store manager Jose Malto said, while the opening is overdue, Nobody's Home is excited to bring high-quality cannabis and diversity to the local market. We are cannabis yeah. users and consumers of this product. Yeah. We have passion for it. Not just pumping out just products. We're not pumping out products that we're producing ourselves to where we feel obligated that we have to sell to make a product. We're here to stay. We're here, here to build a brand. According to its website, Nobody's Home was also looking to provide jobs and opportunities for the people of Benton Harbor, especially for people of color that are often overlooked or not permitted to participate in the industry. The store is open seven days a week from noon to 8 p.m. with a grand opening ceremony planned for this fall. A ribbon cutting has been held to celebrate the opening of the new Sesquicentennial Trail in South Haven. South Haven and Van Buren County Visitors Bureau Director Jennifer Sistrunk tells us the new trail at Stanley Johnson Park on the city's north side Features artwork by Kayla Wazinski-Ridley and tells the 150-year story of the city of South Haven. The trail itself, it's a very walkable trail. It's very small. It just kind of winds at the beginning right there at Dykeman and then just winds through the trail. It's, it's a very short, walkable trail, you know, for anyone that doesn't want to take a, a long hike. South Haven celebrated its sesquicentennial in 2019, and that's when planning began for the new trail. Sistrunk says Sesquicentennial Trail is part of the Pure Michigan Trail Town designation afforded to South Haven. Muddy's ribbon cutting featured local speakers and ice cream for those in attendance. And an Oakland County company has a new device that will alert school administrators and police when a gun is in the parking lot or near the building. Artificial Intelligence Technology Solutions CEO Steve Reinhardt says the device hooks up to the school and is trained on what a weapon looks like and then sends alerts. You can have this alarm immediately activate, immediately being up to 10 seconds. As part of that activation sequence, you're going to get audible alerts, visible alerts, you're going to get text messages to law enforcement, school administration, school resource officer. All of that happens automatically. Reinhardt says he's working to donate some of the devices to schools in the name of Bailey Holt, who was shot and killed in a Kentucky school in 2018. Download the Newstalk Sports 94.9 WSJM app and listen online anywhere.
In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Dave Wolf.